This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. And I'm joined by a very special guest, and I'm going to ask her to introduce herself to you. All right. My name is Tatiana Jones, and I actually have a podcast called Living Unapologetically Christian, and I'm bothered about the things that just don't matter in this world. I'm very excited to be on this Solid Talk with Brother Greg. And that's it. I'm just excited. And I'm here to share uh, my testimony with you. And I hope that everyone will be edified by what I have to say. Praise the Lord, sister. I'm just so glad that you reached out to me to have this conversation. Yes. And, you know, I kind of threw it out there like, hey, anybody want to want to kind of chop it up, talk about the Lord, talk about a testimony. And you reached out and there was a lot that you had to say. And so I kind of want to get into it because I asked the question. I said, if you can frame your discussion, your testimony, the things that you've shared, if you could really frame that into a title, what would you call it? And what you mm-hmm. came up with was um, two options. Actually, that was losing my religion. Yeah. And then there was from religion to relationship. So what I want to yeah. kind of start off, I just want to open up with that question. What does it mean to you to move from religion to relationship and how has that played out in your life? Okay, well, how my um, journey began was I grew up Seventh-day Adventist. So, and my parents are still Seventh-day Adventist. So um, if anyone on here is a Seventh-day Adventist, I'm not talking down about the religion. That's not what this topic is about. But um, I grew up uh, with a lot of rules. I grew up with a lot of um, a lot of rules, a lot of rituals, where you have to do things. And it went from me having that ungodly fear of God. Um, I felt like I couldn't measure up. Um, I felt like... Um, it was unfair watching my friends grow up and do the things that they wanted to do. Cause with seven day Adventists, you can't eat meat. And then I oh. thought that people that ate meat were going to hell. I'm, I'm being honest. Wow. I thought I'm being honest. I thought people that, that ate meat were going to hell. People that wore jewelry were going to hell. The 144,000 were going to be just seven day Adventists. That was my mind process. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you have that mindset of um, almost like works, like if I, if I don't follow the rules, if I don't do what the church tells me what to do, then I'm going to fall short. And it just became just too much for me. So at the age of 15, I fell away from the church. Mm. Okay. Um, My dad was like, you're at the age of accountability. If you want to continue to go to church, you can, if not, that's on you. So that's when it all started to kind of play out for me. Um, I went through a lot of um, mm, um, you name it. I probably did it. I mean, it, I mean, cause I was loose. I was wild. I wanted to experience things that other people were 
experience, like, you know, like my non-saved teenage friends, right. you know? Um, so, you know, sex, drugs, alcohol, of course. Mm-hmm. And then when I became about, um, 18 or no, no, no. When I came up about 19, 20, um, that's when I met my, my ex-husband and he lived here in Texas. I was still in Toronto. So we got married and then had kids. I moved here and, um, still living in the world. Um, still trying to do things my way. Okay. Um, but then the relationship had gotten to be extremely abusive and I thought in my head, well, the more kids we have, um, it'll get better. And obviously it did not. So that's when the animosity and the anger started to grow inside of me. Okay. I was very, very angry. We ended up getting divorced. And this is the moment where I was so super angry with God. And I got to the point where I was just like, you're not real. Um, I think I'm better off just being in the world and not having to follow the rules. Because at this point, I'm thinking Mm. I'm living and drowning in so much sin that this is why my life is going the way that it's going. Okay. Um, I felt unforgiven. I felt dirty. Um, I felt low. And I said, well, you know what? If I can't measure up to you, God, then I don't want it. And you know what? As a matter of fact, I don't even think you're real. Mm-hmm. So I'm divorced. I have my three kids by myself. Um, I'm going out. I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm dating. I'm doing my thing. But there was always that little piece that was missing in my life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was because I needed a man. I'm being honest. Um, but then I had that one night, like I, like I was telling you, that one night I was alone in my room and, um, you know, bills are piling up, have no money. I'm driving a 2006 van. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was at a, such a low point in my life at that point. And I'm in my room by myself and I'm crying and I wanted to take my life. I was just about done. I was angry at God because I remember I said a prayer to him before I moved from Toronto to Texas. I remember I prayed to him and I said, God, if, if it's not meant for me to move to Texas and marry this guy, then I need you to stop it. I need you to do something and nothing happened. Hmm. So I figured, okay, well, this is, this is right. This is of God. But then the relationship was so terrible that of course I blamed God for, I didn't blame myself. Of course not. Why would I blame me? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I blame God for everything. I was angry um, at the at the church. I was angry that um, I felt like I wasn't um, prepared enough for the world. I was so more prepared about Ellen G. White and her teachings, um, not associating with people who are not Seventh Day Adventist. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. just just the rules and the religion. And I was so angry, and I was about to take my life. And I started crying in my room. And I was just like, I know you're not real. I know you are not real. And the Holy Spirit said to me, if I'm not real, then who do you think you're talking to? I will never forget that night. I will never, ever, ever forget that night. Mm. And when he said that to me, I started to cry and bawl my eyes out. And I said, you know what? 
I'm turning my life over to God. Mm. That's when I started. Now, it wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't like, okay, overnight, I started to read my Bible and I started to go to church. I was looking for a church at the time. But at that moment, that's when God started to kind of draw me back into him. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I slowly, I started to obviously go back to, you know, I would, I would visit different churches, but I wasn't getting what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I kind of realized that church, church is different than what I remembered it growing up as a kid. It okay. got very, um, in my opinion, it got very worldly. Right. It was just so, it was so more about trying to please the world than it was um, trying to please God. And then I realized it's all about numbers and donuts. Mm. You know, if, if you come at eight o'clock, we have donuts and coffee free. You know, I mean, it just became so <laughs> yeah. worldly. Uh-huh. And um, it was just different from what, from what I remembered. I'm like, what happened to the turtlenecks? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the long skirts. So let me, let me the, yeah. You know what I mean? I said, what, what happens to all that? People are coming to church with low cut and I'm like, what's going on here? But, um, I ended up meeting just real quick. Cause, because at this time I'm just want to follow, you had been away from the church since the age of 15. Yeah. Okay. And then that church from which you had came, that was a seven day Adventist church. Yeah. So then you, you, you turn 15, your dad says you're a free will agent. You know, you yeah. can live and make your own choice. And so so then from there, you stopped going to church. But at that point, you still believed in God. Hang on a second. I think you're, you're sounding kind of choppy. OK, I'm sorry. Uh, how about now? <laughs> no, let me see. OK, maybe something messed up on my end. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys in the in the talk. Let me that, know if you, you, can you, hear sound, me okay. you sound like a robot. Oh, uh, goodness. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Any better, any better, any better? No, you still sound shot. Now you're frozen. Oh, no, man. Now you're back. But I still sound like a robot. Yeah. Okay, hang tight. I'm going to switch mics. <laughs> How about now? Do I still sound like a robot? No, you sound good. That's perfect. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. No, you're okay. So, uh, okay. Oh, they were both saying I could, I sounded fine. Okay. I don't know what that was. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, so just to kind of, uh, so just so I'm following, right. So, so you turn 15, then you then you make the decision to stop going to church. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you started living in the world, but you still believed in God. It's just yeah. that you were OK. And then so then once things kind of started, started tumbling, that's when you basically were just kind of saying, like, you know, God doesn't exist during I that did. phase. And, I and did. How, and how long how long was that phase between when you had the moment where the Holy Spirit spoke to you? It was I started actually like when I was married the first time, I still believed in God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, going to church every now and again. Um, but then I could say maybe about 2011, 
up until that moment, which might have been 2013 or 14, I was just living a reckless lifestyle. And I'll tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working with um, two women who were atheists. Mm. And um, they did not believe in God. And the things that they were saying made sense to me. Right? Right. I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, why does your life look so happy and you have everything together? Mind you, what I know now, I didn't know then. Mm -hmm. It was just more the fact that Satan was just leaving them alone because why would he bother them? Right. See what I'm saying? But I, I didn't see, I didn't see it like that. I thought, and then again, I thought being a Christian, I thought that life is supposed to be easy, Mm. you know, no problems. You know, you pay your tithes and God, you know, he's there for you, but that's what happened. And, you know, the word of God says, um, you were running so well, who hindered you from obeying the truth? Who, not what? But who hindered you from obeying the truth? And for me, who was the people that I was working with? Everything, it just, it just made sense to me. And that's when I was just like, well, maybe God really isn't real. Maybe all this is just made up. And, um, you know, I just want to live a peaceful life where I won't have any troubles, tribulate, nothing like that. So I did. I said, well, let me try this. Because really, I'm praying and my, my prayers are not even getting answered. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I know he's not. I mean, he, he can't be real. So that's, that's really when it was, it had to be like a three, three year period where I kind of mm-hmm. just lived a life of God is just not real. And sin is pleasurable. Yeah, it is. The Bible says it. Sin, sin is pleasurable, but it's it it, it leads you to damnation. Mm-hmm. So of course, I was living a pleasurable lifestyle, but you always have that emptiness. And with the emptiness that I had, I filled it with alcohol. Right. Yes, like drinking a bottle of wine every night. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you can say I was probably a functioning alcoholic going to work. Cause you have that void. Yeah. And, um, when you're in distress and, and, you know, you're not having a good day. What do people always say? Oh, just have a glass of wine or just have a beer, you know, and just relax on wine, your mind, blah, blah. But the Holy spirit doesn't tell us to do that. We're supposed to fill ourselves up with the Holy spirit. If we're down, if we're in the dumps, we're supposed to pray. Yeah. Um, and not turn to those things. Right. Yeah. Cause you're opening up yourself mm-hmm. to, to a really demonic activity. Really? But, um, but yeah, yeah, during that time, it was, it was, um, it was, like I said, it was pleasurable, but having that emptiness, um, that hole in my heart, it, it, it was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And you're right about that. You know, the Bible does say it mentions the pleasures of sin for a season. Yeah. You know, and so I think, it, you know, uh, Pastor Gary Price said this one time, he said sin is great in the sowing season. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But that's when it's pleasurable when you're doing it. But yeah. when it's not pleasurable is in the, the reaping season, you know, right. where when all of those seeds that that was sold, you know, because the Bible says whoever sows to the flesh, you know, if we sow into the flesh, then we'll reap corruption. 
Right. And, um, you know, there's just so many people today that are going through similar things which you went through. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of these functional alcoholics, a lot of these wine connoisseurs, you know what yeah. I mean? And and I think that a lot of times people don't know, well, let me not say they don't know that they're masking their problems, but um I think a lot of times people use that as a cover up. Right. Or as a coping mechanism just to kind of get through those problems. So when you were mm -hmm. in that state. Oh, let me ask you this question, too. So those two co-workers that you had that were atheists, were they like really zealous atheists or was it just something that kind of came up one, in conversation? No, one of them. One of them was a zealous atheist. Like Halloween was her favorite um, <laughs> holiday. She would make she would make jokes like um her husband killed himself um, hmm. a couple of years ago. But um, when he was alive, she would make jokes that him, that her, her and her husband would go like, I think they were like on in a church parking lot or something like that, driving through. And she made a joke about, Oh, we shouldn't be here. And God might strike us with lightning. And I thought that was just so dumb. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. I thought you didn't even believe in God. You know what I mean? It's like, why would you make yeah. a comment like that? Like she, she enjoyed the fact that it was almost like she was taunting, taunting the existence of God. Um, I believe everyone knows that God exists in their heart. Um, it's just disobedience. Like I just want to live life my way. And so if I pretend like God doesn't exist, then I can do whatever I want to do without the consequence or not feeling guilty behind it. Yes. But, um, but yeah, one of them, one of the coworkers, she was very, um, she would make jokes about it. Oh, huh, I don't go to church. You know, I mean, she would, <laughs> she, she would, she would make jokes about it. And I'm looking at her life and I'm like, well, wow. I mean, everything, she just seems she has everything together. And the thing, the one thing that I did, not the thing, but one of the things that I did that was wrong. I was always constantly going to her for advice because like I said, she would say things that made sense to me at the time. Mm. And I followed a lot of her, um, a lot of her advice, wow. which I shouldn't have done, but I did anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It makes me think about that scripture where it says that the devil came and sold tears among the wheat. Yeah. You know, there are people that are on assignment and, yes. you know, see, God knows us even before we're formed in our mother's womb. Amen. So he has a purpose for our lives. God knew who you were even when you were going through the things in which you were going through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the enemy, spiritually speaking, a lot of times uh, th th he doesn't know everything that God knows, but sometimes the kingdom of darkness does have spiritual insight and right. the enemy can come and bring these people that are on assignment. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I was asking if the woman was kind of zealous about her mm -hmm. atheism, because uh, it's it, there's, there's like, different types of people. So I went through a similar phase where I didn't believe in God. Mine was actually for a longer time and mm -hmm. I would kind of fluctuate between atheist and agnostic. But to your mm -hmm. point, how you were saying everybody deep down knows that God is real. Yeah. In my very dire moments, sometimes I would just look up at the sky and talk to God. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if yeah. you are real, da, da, da. And sometimes it wouldn't even be a dire moment. I might just, I remember a couple of times I was just walking home from work and I just randomly be like, God, if you are real, save me or something like that. It would just yeah. be random 
things like that, but because we know all of creation testifies yeah. of, the, of the existence of God. Yeah. So it's 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 funny because atheists can build a whole identity around someone that they claim doesn't exist. Right. 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 And um, they can they they make so much sense. And if you are a weak Christian, if you're very weak, because, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in order for us to have that faith, we have to read the word of God and get filled up with the word of God. And if you don't have enough faith, then like I tell my kids, God sends people, but Satan sends people too. So if you are trying to walk a righteous lifestyle, you're trying to live like how the word of God tells you to live. Satan is always going to try to come in and send somebody to throw you off your path. Um, and I kind of felt like with the lady at my job, or there, there, there was two of them, mm-hmm. but one of them really didn't um, speak on it too much. The other one I'm talking about, she did. But it was like I was in a season of vulnerability, mm-hmm. and um, Satan knew that. I was um, very vulnerable. I was very weak. I, was, um, I didn't have the word of God inside of me. Not mm-hmm. like that anyway. Um, again, yeah, I grew up Seventh Day Adventist. Um, we did have Sabbath school. You had to have your memory verse, you know, so you so you memorize certain verses. But as an adult, none of that stuff came to my head. Right, you're saying I like, uh, go ahead. No, because I I didn't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit to remind me of certain things. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was heading. It was almost like to a certain degree, you had head knowledge of what you were learning, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like a quickening or it's like the word didn't fully take root in you at that time. Right. You know why you were doing the whole seven day of Venice thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's interesting in and of itself, just speaking from the context of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, let me let me answer this question real quick before we get off the topic. Sister Marsha asked this question. What is the difference between atheist and agnostic? So an atheist is someone who does not believe God exists. An agnostic is someone who believes that it cannot be proven that God exists. Or they might believe that maybe there is a God, but you just have no way of determining which religion is which. So I would say it as. An agnostic is someone who's just unsure about everything. And an atheist is a person who believes that they are sure that God doesn't exist. So so hopefully that kind of frames that up. But I was um, talking about your, your experience growing up in the seven day Adventist church and how many rules and regulations you can't eat meat or you're going to hell. You can't wear jewelry or you're going to hell. It's like once you receive that. Uh, green light, or I won't even call it a green light, but once you receive that, that, uh, freedom quote, I don't want to use that word. (laughs) Yeah. Once you receive the, the, uh, access to be able to not do all of that, all of those things, it's almost like what the religion did was it just kind of sprung you to the other extreme. Yep. And that's what religion, see, religion is one extreme. So in our in your, in our minds, if you're going through something like that, what happens is once you receive, 
quote unquote freedom. And I'm putting it in quotes because yeah. the enemy will make it feel like it's free. Cause see religion yeah. is bondage. Okay? It is. Religion is bondage. Right. Yeah. Um, but because that's a bondage, the extreme of that is to believe that sin is the freedom. Right. And sin right. is not the freedom of religion. Yeah. Religion is baggage that we were not meant to carry, that we are not qualified to carry. Let me repeat that again. Religion is baggage that we are not qualified to carry because of all the rules. Um, Moses's law, you know, the Pharisees were so into that. And even Nicodemus, who was like the head of the Pharisees, right? Remember, he was he was curious about Jesus. Yes. And because of all the rules and stuff like that. And you see, when I when I when I think of religion, I think of Nicodemus and the Pharisees. When I think of relationship, I think of the Jewish Jewish teacher, which is Jesus. Yes. And um, when I moved from the religion side over to the relationship side, I was I was like a new creation in Christ, literally, because wow. I I was like, wow, God, you really are your love. Mm-hmm. Wow, like God, you are love. Um I mean you're you're a forgiving God. Wow. Um you don't remember my sins? What? Um it was just like a, it was, it was a breath of fresh air. Um, and you know, being in religion, it's like, I was taught that when you pray to God, you had to pray to him a certain way. Wow. Um, did that make sense to you? Like you had to pray to him, like, um, like almost in a ritualistic kind of a way. Okay. Right. But what, but now it's like, I don't, just pray to God. I talk to God. Wow. That makes sense. Yes. I talk to Jesus. And um, I used to think, um, you know, I had to be my prayer closet. I had to be secluded in a room. Um, I thought it was wrong if you were even, excuse me, if you were in the restroom and you started to pray, I thought that was wrong. Mm. Um, but when I moved from religion to relationship, I realized that no matter what circumstance I'm in, I can talk to him all day while I'm at work. Man. I can pray to him when, when I'm in my car. Sometimes I have like what you can probably call um, a prayer car. Wow. Because see how people people have a, a prayer room, like a war room. I have mm. like a like like a, a, a prayer car. Sometimes that's when it just starts to flow out of me, and I just start. I'm driving, and I'm just I'm just professing, and I'm claiming, and I'm praying from everybody, and and you know whatever the case is. But I, the breath of fresh air for me really was just knowing that that God really is love and he's our father and he cares. Um, not to say I didn't know that he didn't care before. I just thought that God was, um, a di- I, 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 I thought he was mean. Right. I thought yeah. he was mean because it was like, um, okay. Like for instance, with, with seven day Adventist on, on Fridays, you can't do anything. It's called, um, the Sabbath, right? So mm-hmm. from sunset to sunset, from sunset Friday to sunset Saturday, you can't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? I mean, you know what I I mean? As a, as a kid, you're like, why? You know, but it can't wash dishes. I mean, 
it, it was like, I understand that it's the Sabbath and it's a day of rest. But just like what Paul said, one man may favor another day more so than another man. Right. right? So that's when I realized I was like, Sabbath day is every day. Mm. You should have that in you every day. If you're a blood-bought, born-again believer, Jesus should be walking and living inside. When people see you, they should see Jesus, not yeah. just on Sunday. Let me ask you this. So you were you were just telling me how when you really came into that relationship with the Lord and the Holy Spirit really began to minister to you, you felt like just like a new creation, right? Yeah. Um, how was that transition? Because I, I remember when you were telling me you had this moment, this moment where the Holy Spirit said to you, if I'm not real, then who are you talking to? Yeah. And so you're going yeah. to the churches now and stuff like that. And so, 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 so how was that growth process from that particular moment into really coming in to know that you're a new creation? Okay. So at that moment, I kind of declared um, in my house at the time, I said, okay, we're going to start going to church. Now, we didn't really belong to um, a congregation. Again, like I said, church is really, um, it really changed and it was a lot different than what I remembered. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, were you going back to the seven day of no, 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 no. I, I, when I left that religion at 15, I tried it again at when I was about 20. And then I said, nah, this thing, this thing for me. And, um, so I, I like completely left it alone. Okay. Um, so I turned, um, Baptist. I started going to church on Sundays. Um, so, um, I'm trying to get my thought here together. You asked me, yeah, um, so I was kind of asking from that moment of when the Holy Spirit spoke to you mm -hmm. to the moment where you realized you were a new creation. So you start okay. going back to church now. I'm starting to go back to church and I, I churches sometimes don't receive you if you're not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, save, sanctify, Holy Ghost, feel five. Yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, you, uh -huh. you, you want, okay. You, you know, you, you walk into church and it's you and your three kids and, they immediately think, oh, she got three baby daddies or she got two baby daddies and she's never been married. And look at her, you know, she, she, you, do you see what I'm saying? And kind of, kind of judgy, you know, um, maybe my speak to you once, but you know, you go back a few times, they stop talking to you. And I was like, little do you people know, um, I was in a, a I'm, I'm a domestic violence survivor. Okay. I survived. Praise God. Thank Hallelujah. you. Thank you. Um, but when I met my husband and he is, um, he's a drummer at church. He's been going to church his whole life. Mm -hmm. Like he told me when I met him, he said, um, I can't be with anyone that doesn't go to church. That's what he told me. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm cool. I'm down, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I was still a little bit wild. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I got, <laughs> you, you. <laughs> know, right. I mean, I, 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 I was, was still a little bit wild, but, um, going to church with him and, you know, we were, and then we got married and whatever the case is, um, that's when I started to really grow because 
he went to church every Sunday and I was not used to that. Mm. I was not used to getting up and going to church every Sunday. I was not used to having going to two services in one day. Mm. I was like, what is this? Church is <laughs> over people. <laughs> yeah. Church like a part-time he job. Went, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he'd, like be like, <laughs> yeah he, he'd be like, oh, I got to play a second service. I said, play for what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, um, but yeah, we, and then as I, as I got used to that routine, you know, with him, because that was, that was his life. And I adopted, you know, that lifestyle of, um, he plays gospel music all the time. You know I mean? Like he's, he's, he's 35, he's young, you know, he's, he's, um, he's just a, a man that just walks with God. Um, so he helped me. He didn't save me. Mm -hmm. My husband helped me grow in the word of God. He helped me, um, morph from that wild lifestyle into a lifestyle of peace and having godly friends and, um, having a role in the church, you know, um, unfortunately it's like, because I was a wife of a drummer, it's like people treated me differently mm -hmm. than when I was that single person with the three kids. Did that make sense to you? Uh, kind of, sort of. I'm trying to understand. So you're saying because you were the wife of the drummer, right? People were treating you differently. Is that because you were coming into a church where he was already there? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Like, uh, okay. I I want to say like nicer, nicer. Like mm -hmm. I said, it was like when when I tried to go back to church, I realized how different it was. And um, when I say that, because you know he's part of the music ministry, I should say, and it was like I was more. Um, Received. respected, I guess. I don't know, and and, and I, okay, I shouldn't so even I shouldn't even say that better. word. Right. Okay. So you you're know, saying but, it was it was better, uh, not not necessarily better, but like you were more received because that's that's a better you word. Were in with a guy that was already in with the. That's church. a better word. That's okay. a better word. I got. That's you. a better word. Yeah, I was more received because when you sometimes when you when you walk in there by yourself and you don't play any role you don't you're, you're not in the choir you're not an usher you're not nothing you're just going to church people sometimes unfortunately some of the churches they 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 treat you kind of differently and they need to be careful about that because you don't know you don't know the things that people are going through in their mind like at the time what i was going through when i felt very suicidal and um i mean not even the picture of my children was able to hold me back from making that nasty decision. Mm. And um, I thank God for him stepping in and intervening. And um, yeah, stop me from, from doing that. Cause a lot of people haven't um, escaped that, but mm. yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to make it. I hope I didn't make, I hope I made sense when I said that it was like, um, I was, yeah, I was just received more and, 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 you know, um, oh, Sister Jones, we want you to do this. We want you to do that. Da, da, da. Mm. But before it was like, I was like a nobody. Right. I got you. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And so, so, so you don't got to get too deep into this, but I love the fact that you said that he helped you. Yeah. Um, 
he helped you to mature in the faith. He helped you to grow. Um, go as far as you want to go, but what was that like? Because I'm assuming, I'm going to make an assumption that mm -hmm. from his perspective, he had to be long suffering in some areas. You know what I mean? Like, like, like he had to um, be, I don't want to say patient, but like, like I'm thinking about it if it's me, okay? So if mm -hmm. I meet a, a, a woman and she's like brand new to the faith or something and it, there's just oh, I sanct get sanctification that we all got to go through, right? I get then it. I'm like wondering what my tolerance level is going to be because I'm, I'm more <laughs> mature. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like just in this example, like I'm more mature. So, right. so I, right. I, I guess what I want you to kind of speak on is um, kind of the love that he, how he loved you in such a way to see you get to that level. Right. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a, that, that's a good question. I might have to, I might have to ask him about that. Um, he just, um, I don't know because he, he, he told me, he said, I can't be with someone that, that won't go to church that doesn't okay. believe. And, Blah, blah, blah. So I guess from that, I guess maybe like from that, from him telling me that, I guess he was probably just trying to test to see if I would either, you know, go to church with him or not. Mm -hmm. um, now, with him being um, long suffering throughout us being married, he's he's lost quite a few um, important people in his life. And um, while he has helped me grow um in my faith um i have also helped him go through his grieving um he lost his sister his mom his dad and his brother recently okay. since we've been that. married we've only been married seven years so um yeah so i mean i i've been trying to help him through that but as as far as him helping me really the first thing was basically going to church and getting involved. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Going to church every Sunday and getting involved. Getting involved in something. Either you be an usher, either you count the money, either you sing in the choir, or you know, you're part of the women's ministry. Excuse me, just like just get involved in something. And mm -hmm. I think that's what helps a lot of people get more involved. Um in church ministry is find something that you feel like you can contribute to. And that's pretty much what I did. I can't sing. People think the way that I look, they think I can sing. I can't sing. <laughs> it's true. Uh -huh. Oh, sister Jelly wants you to join the choir. Why? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm this watermelon, watermelon, water. <laughs> that's me. Uh -huh. Um, but I, I, I joined the choir and I, I, I sing in praise and worship. Um, and that has helped me. I've, um, I've been master of ceremonies at one church we used to go to. I used to conduct services every Sunday, um, which also helped me grow to talk in, in, you know, in front of a crowd of people. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, but just kind of getting back to your question, as far as my husband helping me, I mean, I guess I, mainly it's just the way that he lived. From um, not to compare, but from 
my my first marriage there wasn't there there was no push there was no umph there was no um let's go to church let's pray there was none of that so the sin that i was drowning in it was um encouraged it was um uh what's the word i'm looking for um you know, he, it, 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 it just helped me stay in that lifestyle, just being right. married to that kind of a person, but being married to my husband now, it's like, um, we try to do things in a godly way. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. That's a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a true blessing. And I love that he was able to, you know what I mean? Ex- explain his convictions as a believer. I think that's something that we could all learn from, um, especially those single. But even with your friend, other relationship, your friendships and, you know, just your relationships with people and, you know, in various settings, just kind of like, hey, you know, if you want to be around me or whatever, you know, I know at least I need um, somebody to go. And I think that's a wonderful thing. You know, I've lost um, I've, I've lost some friends. Um and not to be not not that maybe more so that they um, left me more so more, more so that I left them. As you grow in Christ, there are some things that you're just like intolerant to. Um, I love my sister. Um, she's not watching this, but anyway, I love my sister. Mm-hmm. But um, she can stay on the phone for hours. And just <laughs> talk, <laughs> talk about people, especially my brother, you know, you know how that is, you know, right, sibling right. rivalry, whatever. And we're in our forties. Okay. Um, but she can go on the phone for hours talking about everybody but herself. And I used to be like, yeah, girl. Yeah. But then as I grew in Christ, the conversations I was having with her, I was, I was almost getting mad. I was just like, no, I, I can't, I, I, we, we either got to change the subject mm-hmm. or I'm getting off this phone. So like till this day, I don't really um, conversate with her on the phone. Like I used to. And my mom, my mom will ask me, have you talked to your sister today? I'll say, no, nah, you know, I text her, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, and mind you, we all grew up in the same household and I turned back to, uh, to the church my sister is into um african spiritualism okay you know spiritualism um burning sage incense um talking to the ancestors you know she she has gone to that part and i'm and i'm 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 consistently praying for her um i always encourage her listen to my podcast i always encourage her to i always say to her you know who jesus is you know who he is, you know, yes. this is not, this is, this, this is not right. This, this spiritual African spiritualist that, that it's, that's ungodly, you know, but, um, praying for her, hopefully she'll, she'll come back, but yeah. 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 That's all we can do is just pray for our loved ones. You know what I mean? Just pray for our loved ones, pray for, um, for the lost, you know, that's, 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 Sometimes yeah. all we can do, you know, I'm really thinking about what you said a little bit earlier about how at first you thought that you had to pray a certain way, but then you learn, okay, I can pray in the car. I can pray if I'm yep. going about, 
my commute. I can pray in all of these different type of environments. I can just talk to God. Yeah. And I want to bring that back up because that's freedom. It that, is that relationship that you've developed with the Lord, that communion with the Lord. That's the actual freedom. Yes. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, it wasn't both of the extremes weren't the freedom, right? The, yeah. the religion wasn't the freedom. It, like you said, I love how you put it. I'm gonna mess it up, but it was like heaviness that you're not required to do. And then the 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 bondage of sin wasn't the freedom either. But then it was like when you came to actually know Christ, yeah, you know what I mean, to actually know the Lord and who he is, that's when you actually got into that freedom. Um mm -hmm. Man, and it feels so good to be free, doesn't it? It, you know what? It 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 really does. It really does. Um, I have gotten real. I mean, if 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 you want to be transparent, because I I'm very transparent. I've just over the years, just certain things have happened um in my Christian walk, and I want I want people to know that it's okay to be angry at God because He can handle it. He can take it because, and then He'll He'll help you through it. Right. There's been times I've been so mad and angry at God. And um, sometimes I, I'd, I'd have certain conversations with him. But one thing I, I, I have not done. I know he's real. I know my savior lives. I know he's real. And I would not go back to that mind frame of you're not real. Forget I'm going back into the world. I work it out with him. Yes. I work it out with God and I never thought that I would come to that point in, in my Christian walk where I could just not give up that easily. Mm. Um, because when I gave up the first time that, 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 that was just taking a, um, a shortcut, um, to just living, living the way I wanted to live. But, um, the relationship with God, it's like, if, if I'm mad, if I'm sad, if I'm confused, if I'm whatever, I know I can go to, go to Jesus. I know I can talk to him and say, you know, look, God, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. um, but, and, and just knowing that not only does he speak to you, that impression, but he always tells me there's something in my word that I want you to read. And yeah. that's how you're going to solve all your problems. You you, you got to read my word and um, I'll just go to the word of God. And I might even be scrolling through something on, on YouTube and something that has been troubling me will pop up mm. and I'll listen to, it and I'll just be like, God, look at you. Wow. Yeah. You're real. I can't mm -hmm. say you're not, not this time, you know, it's but amazing. yeah, I yeah. mean, Oh man. It's, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just in awe of like what you're saying, because it's amazing how we like we all know the Lord. Right. Like those yeah. of us who are born again believers, we all yes. know the Lord. But sometimes and this speaks to relationship. God can just make it seem so personal. Yes. You know what I mean? Like like God can really do something. And it's like it might be a divine appointment where you you see something or come across somebody. And mm. I, I give, a, I mean, there's many examples of this, but I'm gonna give a real quick example. I remember yeah. um, one time I was uh, just trying to get closer to God and I was actually out of town. I was in Ohio, I think. And I was on my way to the airport to come back home after a trip. And I was going through some real issues. And I mean, I just saw this big billboard. It says something like, like, 
get to know Jesus, read the book of Luke. Like yes! <laughs> I said something like that. And <laughs> and I mean, I'm assuming it was there for everybody else, but it's like in that yes. moment, it yes. was for me. Yes. And he has a way, that's relationship. He has a way of making it so personal just for you, even though he loves each of us. Wow. It's amazing, right? You know, I had a I had a moment um when I was at work and man, it was like something came up and just like the moment that you had, and I was just I was just tearing up. I was just tearing up like God, you are so good Man. and you're so awesome and and you're so worthy to be praised. Yes. And it was just like you really do care about every little thing that goes on in my life. And I look back at the religion that I was in and and, and the mind frame that I was in and I'm like, "But God, look how I'm I'm 42 years old, God." And and look at the relationship that that has grown from from 15 to 42 I say, God, you're so good and you're yeah. so worthy to be praised. And it, 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 God has been taking me into the book of James lately. Mm. And it was like just little things, little hints, little things. And I'm just like, okay, God, you are just so, wow. You really want me to just delve into this book of James and I will, and I am. And that's my Bible study uh, for the past month is, is the book of James. But mm -hmm. I just, I was at work last week and I just started tearing up just that, just that moment. Like, wow. Like you're just, you're, you care about me. Yes, the little yes. things. Yeah. He's I mindful know. of us. He doesn't even have to be, but he's, he's mindful of us. You know what I mean? Yes. In spite of us. <laughs> yes. Bible says, yes. uh, what in, it says, uh, Romans five and eight or something like that, that God commends his love to us and that while we were yet sinners, Yes. Christ died for us. That's it. Man. That's it. He became a, he, he became a curse for us. Yeah. Bruised and, for our bruised for our iniquities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just listening to your testimony, it made me think of this song the old folks sing. It says, um, it says, You can't make me doubt him. I know, I know too, too much, much about, about him. him. Praise you God. know too much about him now based on that relationship. Yes, that you have with them. So there's no, there's no room for doubt. No, you know, it's and it's, no. and it's like, like what you were saying. You'll never go back to that place where you kind of um, think that, or you know, get too disrespectful. God, look, I've been angry with God before too. I think everybody at some point has been angry. With everybody God, has, but but you know the things where you ain't gonna go. <laughs> right, right, right. There's certain things I'm just like I can be as angry as I want to be, but I ain't right. that stupid. <laughs> right, right, right. Because yeah. because he because he he's he's our father. We we yes. we know like that's like that's dad, and we know even like with our earthly fathers, mm -hmm. we know we can get mad at daddy, but we know how we know like at the end of the day, we don't want to overstep that boundary. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But I I even learned um. I accepted this about God, even though I sometimes, sometimes I still do get a little upset with certain things. Mm -hmm. I learned this about, I accepted this about God. You're God and you're going to do whatever you want. Yes. Because why? Because you're God. And I used to do the same thing. God, if, if you're real, then 
sit on the side of my bed or um, throw, you know, have someone knock on the door or God doesn't operate like that. That's that that's like that's like almost like like witchcraft mm -hmm. because you're trying to manipulate God into doing something that you want to do. Yes. That you want happen. And God doesn't operate like that. God's like, I don't have to show you or prove to you that I'm real. I'm God. There's no God formed before me and there's no God shall be formed after me. Why? Because I am the I am. I'm God. And I just realized, I just had to come down to the conclusion. Sometimes things will work out my way and I'm mad, but I'm like, you know what? Because you're God. You just do what you yeah. want. Yeah, you have to accept that. He's God. He is yeah. God. You know, it's, it's and it's wild because we as humans, some of these celebrities, if they come out, you know, Beyonce, Obama, somebody like that, just yeah. as an example, we're going to roll out the red carpet. You know what I mean? We Some people might scream at the top of their lungs. Right. Some people might say something to them and they might ignore them and they'd be like, oh, well, it's because they, you know, they, they are who they are. They got stuff. Yes. To do yes. You accepted everybody. that. We accept it with what we can when we can see it right in front of us. Right. But then it's like sometimes with God, it's almost like we have a different expectation with him. Um, yeah. But I praise God for that understanding that you do have. I, I think I've kind of gotten there, too, where I realized that he's God. And I also had to realize in the same breath that I'm a creature. Yeah. Like that's 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 the same thing as him being God. But also like just from the human perspective, like there's just things that are beyond my control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's God. And he's God alone. And just the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for us. I mean, that's, that's enough right there, but we always want more from God. And I, I just, I kind of feel like with some of um, the, the churches um, before everything shut down, whenever they did altar call, they would say, you know, if, you know, come, come to the Lord, you know, if you want to live um, uh, basically a perfect life, a peaceful life, um, a life with no worries, um, you know, come join the church, you know, but if, if the pastor were to go up there and say, you know what, if you want to join uh, the family of, of Christ, you're going to go through trials and tribulations. You're going to lose some friends. People are going to laugh at you. Um, you, 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 you might lose your car. You might, you know, do you know, like if, if they were more realistic about the walk with God and just know that you're going through this because there's a reward at the end and the reward is not a fancy car or a big house. The reward is being in heaven with God and worshiping him all day long. Mm -hmm. But people have an unrealistic expectation from God because of the things being told to them. Wow. And yeah. And we, 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 as, as the body of Christ, cause we each have a different function. Like, um, we all have a certain grace in certain areas mm -hmm. and whatever area you have your grace in, um, I'd encourage anybody to, um, get into that ministry and this, and, and try to minister to whomever God sends you to minister to, because, um, there's a lot of falling away. There's a, there, there's a lot of falling away. And especially with this, um, with this uh, pandemic stuff, it's like a lot of people have left the church and they've fallen away. Mm -hmm. um, 
they they they're they're so consumed in their freedom more than having a relationship with God. Like your freedom is not taking the stuff. I'm saying stuff. You know what I'm talking about? You right, know, right. The, the, the freedom is not wearing a mask and not wearing the, the freedom is being a born again Christian and living for Christ. And we're falling away from that. And that's why I came up with my podcast. Cause I'm like, my podcast is for, is for people um, who are already Christian and you're struggling with that walk. Mm. You're struggling with that talk. Man, listen, I've listened to some of your podcasts. I love uh -huh. your podcast. I've heard some of the excerpts. And what I love about it, I love that you're grinding. You know what uh -huh. I mean? And I don't even know if I want to call it a grind because like a lot, sometimes when the Lord is behind something, he can fuel us so much that it's like, okay, yeah, we, we grind in per se, but yeah. it, it doesn't even always feel like that, you know, but, um, but I love the consistency. I love the mm -hmm. subject matter, you know, so, so make sure y'all check that out. Um, it's mm -hmm. called unapologetic and unbothered with T Jones, right? No, it's living, living, unapologetic, unapologetic, and unbothered and unbothered with T Jones, with T Jones. Yes. <laughs> I'm on, all, I'm on all the platforms. Yes. Yes. Glory to God in the highest. Yeah. So make sure y'all check that out, man. Um, We're at about nine, sister. I just want to read a few comments. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't even really seen too many. I'm going to do it different this time. I'm going to go from the bottom and then come back up because I think we was having a little technical stuff. So, um, man, I just kind of want to get a feel for what folks are saying. You know, uh, King of Grace says it really is individual. I think she's talking about when we were saying our our personal relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus Christ. It really is is individual and it's tailor made. Yes, it's tailor made based on. Uh, so we're learning God, but He knows us. Yeah, He said that He knows all of the hairs that are on our head. Mm hmm. You know, so, so, so that means he's going to um, and, and this this is uh, kind of to your point about coming from the, the, the religion, the, the rules and the kind of like the blanket. And I mean, there's certain things that all of us got to abide by. You know, we ain't going to be out here smoking crack and like that. But right. There's certain um, specific things that God is doing in your life specifically yeah. yes for whatever reason for his glory maybe it's because of what you need something like that specifically yeah 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 everyone has a certain grace in certain areas some people may be good at apologetics mm -hmm. where they can um explain the word of God to like a Muslim I can't do that I'd probably turn Muslim Mm. You know, <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, I, I mean, that's not where yeah. my grace is. Right. Yeah. I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? Um, man, I'm just thinking cause, cause, cause the thing we have similar is that I went through that phase of, of, uh, unbelief as well. And yeah. even when I came to the faith, you know, there's, there's always something that's going to appeal to the carnal mind. Yeah. And I remember when I first got saved, there was a guy that went to my high school. He saw on Facebook that I was just like ridiculously zealous for the Lord. Yeah. And um, he started uh, talking to me about the Bible. But what he was really trying to do is discredit the Bible. And yeah. he started pointing out all of these different things. And, and I was a novice. 
So yeah. I mean, I was still learning, but I was a novice, and yeah, and uh, I look back on it now, and it's like, man, I could just refute that right off the right off the right, break. Right, right. Now you can, but back, but back then, yeah, yeah. But back then, he would have got me. So yes. So, but but once again, it what kept me grounded. <clears throat> yes, was the foundation that Christ was laying in me. It was. Yeah. It was see, here's the thing about it, right? Um, talking about relationship. You can't make me question someone that I know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't tell me like, okay, no one at this point can come to me and say anything like Jesus isn't real. Cause it's like, no, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's like you telling me my mom isn't real or, right. you know, my, my dad or whoever it is. Right. I, I actually know him yeah. and I know his character. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to know him, but another thing to know his character. Amen. And, that, and that's what where the relationship comes in. Yeah. Man. See the see the the mm -hmm. the religion part is knowing about God, that information, but the relationship is knowing him. Yes. So you can know about him, and that's what happens. People try to consume a lot of information because they want to know about him, mm -hmm. but the relationship is when you get to know him to know him that's Man. that's the that's the difference that's the difference There's and that's the disconnect when you when you get all this information you know about him you know how he you know you know how he functions you know but the relationship is when you get to know him mm. Mm -hmm. man it made me think of the scripture i'm thinking about the great pearl that the guy mm -hmm. just found his great pearl and traded all of them in. But this mm -hmm. scripture came to mind earlier, uh, Philippians 3, chapter 7 through 11. I'm going to read it quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is Paul speaking. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yeah. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Yeah. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Yeah. And do count them but dung that yes. I may win Christ. Yes. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, yeah. which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of oh, yes. Christ. The yes. righteousness which is of God by faith. Listen to this, verse 10, that I may know him. Oh, yes. And the power of his resurrection. There you go. And the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Look at the, Look at what Paul said there. Wow. That I might know him. See? And the power of his resurrection. Ooh. I can't make this stuff up. I'm oh, not man. smart enough. <laughs> I can't. Man, you God see? Mm. Wow. Man, wow. Just to, is he enough just to know him? That's oh, goodness it. Goodness gracious, man. That's it. I think it. I needed this talk more than I realized. Mm. Good. That's good. That's Just good. To know him. We're always we're 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 ever learning. Yes. My dad is 72, and he always says, I'm ever learning. Always. Mm. Always. Man. Ever learning. Yes, yes, yes. Sister Ashaki says here, candy coated gospel dangerous leading people to hell. Mm. Yeah, I think, man, there's a there's a there's a uh, we need to learn evangelism, yeah, and we need to find the 
we need to send the right message of the gospel. That's what it is. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking about your comment about how you were saying, uh, basically, if someone is going to give their life to Christ, they need right. to know what that entails. Yep. Now, a life in Christ is the best decision that someone can make. Right. But it's kind of hard to, t- <laughs> to tell yeah. someone that it's the best decision when you also like, well, you know, and I think what it really is, is the good news that we can be saved from our sin. That's right. We can be saved from ourselves. We can be saved from the wrath of God. Amen. You know, so we just we I think all of us just got to do a better job of presenting the gospel, you know, because mm-hmm. if, if the pastor said that at the altar call, I don't know how many people go walk up. <laughs> well, you know what? It's uh-huh. like be- because we are part of the Lord's army and you got to look at it like um, any army of the world. Right. Like the United States Army, for example, um, you have the benefits but you might have to get a gun and shoot some people, mm-hmm. you know, you might end up being away from your family, but you see when they try to recruit young men, um, they don't tell them that stuff. Mm. Of course not. They tell them, Oh, you can get money to go back to school. You get all these benefits, all these da da da, da. And then people join. And then when they join and they realize it's not what they thought it was, then they start hating. They start resenting and, and, uh, when things come up, when they get into trials, they don't know how to endure through patience because they don't have any faith. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you're basically saying don't give people the bait and switch. Just let people know. No, don't. Don't. I mean, yeah. like you said, living for Christ is, is the best decision that anyone, everyone should make. Um, but be but be honest that the reward is not a car. It's not a house. It's not money in the bank it's Mm. it's not that the 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 reward is the wisdom that you get um in order for you to handle your affairs yes you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's the 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 reward is wisdom that's what it is and um and the reward also is being in heaven eternal life and we we want to um teach people how to live nice here on earth Mm. yeah like if you if you accept christ you can live nice here on earth mm-hmm. and then now now we're going on facebook and we're bragging about the things that we have and that's that's ungodly that's not that's not god the the reward is is basically the end of your race the crowns that you'll receive being in heaven yeah. that's the reward and that takes faith that and it takes, does take faith you believing that you're going to receive that you know what I mean? And that's and, it. And that's what you gotta have. Man. That's it. Money E says here, 42, no way. <laughs> yeah. And I tell two, you. look, and two two sons in college and one girl in high school. Listen, if you stay in the presence of God, you can come down there like Moses when he came off that mountain and his face yep. was shining and it was radiant. There you go. That's all you need. <laughs> Just as long as you're in the presence of God, you're gonna have that Holy Ghost glow. That's right. Yeah, man. This is kind of uh, to the point we were just speaking of. Moni says, my mom makes Christianity look easy as if we are walking and skipping through life. So I thought when I got saved that Christians were always happy. Yeah. Now, yes. Now, that's interesting because I don't that's know if you're good. saying like, like your mom is just a really good Christian or if you're saying that your mom only showed you the sunny side of it. 
you know, so we, we got to keep it real. And that's why transparency is so important. Yeah. Man, God is so good. There's a lot more comments, sister. I don't, man, mm-hmm. man, somebody know the Psalm talking about, you can't make me doubt him. I know too much know about too him. Much about yeah, him. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, y'all got to go to one of them old churches, but you can't, you can't just yes. go on Sunday. You got to go on a, on a prayer meeting night. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's when they break out them Negro spirituals. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Man. Yes, we can pray anywhere at any time. Amen. Man, it's just it's some really good stuff. I'm about to go back and read them. Mm-hmm. Man, um, moving from religion to relationship, man. Yes. Uh, he's just been so kind to us. Mm-hmm. Just so kind. You know what I mean? Like. Like he's so benevolent, he's just mm. so 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 generous to us, you know, just giving peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, know, and you 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 gotta come to a point in your Christian walk when you say, God, if you don't do not one more thing for me, that's all right. Cause you've already done enough. You already done enough. You've already Man. done enough. You know, yeah. if you don't do anything more for me, you woke me up this morning, clothed in my right mind and clothed in good health. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. If you don't do enough for me, that's it. Hallelujah. And that's yeah. having the relationship with him. And that, you know what? That's all God wants from us. Brother Greg, he just wants a relationship with us. He wants me. He wants you. He just wants a relationship, a genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, I'm going to serve you so you can give me something, God. And in spite of that, do you know he still gives us the desires of our hearts? Wow. Mm. And all he wants is a relationship with us. You see what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. it. He just Man. wants us to have a genuine dialogue. That's it. Mm. That's it. And uh, I love God. I love Jesus. I love the Holy Spirit. Um mm-hmm. I've been sheltered from a lot. I've been saved from a lot of things. A lot of, even in my sin, Mm. I've been saved from a lot of things. Wow. Um, Unspeakable things I don't want to talk about. It could have been another way. Yeah. But he, he's, he, he's been there for me. He saved me. Mm. And he didn't, he didn't have to. God didn't do it. Didn't have to do it, but he did it anyway. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, oh gosh, <laughs> oh, man, mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I was so foolish. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Lord have mm. mercy. Just, just no clue of who I was, man. Yeah. Um, but I'm just so great. It's like the more we learn about Him, the yep. more He teaches us about ourselves because He created us. That's right. He made us, and He, you know, He said, "I've." Um, he told Jeremiah, I mentioned how he said he knew, knew him when he was before he was formed in his mother's womb. Yeah. But I think he also said like he prepared stuff for him to do or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's our purpose. You know what I mean? That's our purpose. That's what he called us to do. Mm-hmm. Man, God is just so good. You know, I'm looking it up. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Jeremiah one and five. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That's and right. Before you were born, born, I consecrated you. Yes. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Wow. Mm. 
before we even knew ourselves, God already knew who we were and the potential. Yes. The potential that we have. And, you know, Satan doesn't know, but all he knows is that God has a plan and he's always trying to come in and divert that, that, that plan that God has for us. And especially if when you, when you start another thing, when you start really delving into the ministry and, and doing um, God's work, Satan is there attacking you every, every day. He's trying to distract you with something. If it's not going to be with pain, it's going to be with your children. If not your children, it might be with your mom. If not your mom, might be your job or even people at church. He, 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 he's there to hurt us. He's there to hurt us. You know how it says no weapon formed against Mm. me shall prosper the formed. That means it's already been made. It's a, it's a weapon that he's been forming against us since we were born. It's formed, but we have Mm. to declare that it will not harm us. It's not going to, it's not going to do what the purpose that Satan wants it to do. And we have to be strong. Mm. strong in the Lord. And sometimes we are weak and that's good to have the accountability partner. It's good to have somebody to talk to. Um, cause sometimes we can't, um, face certain things by ourselves. Let's mm. be honest. Right. Let's be honest. Sometimes you, 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 you need to talk to somebody, but talk to someone who's godly. Yes. Talk to someone who has wisdom. Don't talk to that. Like me. Don't talk to that coworker. Who's mm. an atheist. Because yeah. you're so desperate for answers that you just go to anybody. Mm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We got the, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Yeah. There's, there's safety. Yes. When we're around godly people. Amen. Amen. Man, God. Listen, sister, we could talk about the goodness of God I all know. night. <laughs> <laughs> you done made me how I came on here happy. I left happy. Man, I'm just I'm I'm having time of my life. This is like the greatest day of my life. But listen, um, God is just so good. I'm so grateful that you came on, sister. It's always yes. a blessing. Thank you for having Anytime me. You can come on and um man, I'm just excited for what God is doing in your life. Thank you. you. I pray that he he will be glorified through your life, through your ministry Mm -hmm. and all of those things. So um, one last time, just let everybody know where they can find you and anything else you got going on that you want to share with everyone. Okay. well, I have a podcast. It's called Living Unapologetic and Unbothered Podcast with T. Jones. Uh, You can look me up on any of the major platforms um, like Apple or Google, but you can go directly um, to my website. It's L-U-U-P-O-D dot com. So that's L-U-U-P-O-D dot com. And you can also email me if you want to at info at L-U-U-P-O-D dot com. Um, but if you go to my website, you can leave voice messages, you can leave comments, you can um, get in touch with me better that way, if anything. But yes, go to Living Unapologetic and Unbothered Podcast with T. Jones, Miss Audacious on the mic. Come see me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just shared that in the chat. So um, feel free to please go check that out. Um, and you can send me that information, sister, and I'll put it in yeah. the description of this video and in the comments of this video. Okay. Um, man, God is just so good. He is, isn't he? So, yeah. Yeah. So listen, family, we're going to call it a night. I thank you all for hanging out with me. Do want to say, let me get my little plug in real quick. <laughs> I'm premiering a video in about 
15 minutes or so, about 14 minutes, premiering okay. a new single. It's called Then What? And it'll be on this channel. Um, I will have a, de a separate uh, Greg Major channel coming soon for uh, music. But uh, yeah, so you can check that out. You know, it's just kind of about, uh, okay, I'm going to sum it up this way. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? You know, so we can seek all of these riches down, just like we was talking about earlier. We can seek all of these riches um, down here and stuff like that. But then what? Right. <laughs> then what? Um, so, and y'all know my stuff a little hype. So it's one of them hype songs. So. <laughs> but praise the Lord. All right, sister. I thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for having me. Um, God bless everyone. We'll call it a night. You all take care and be blessed. It's a solid talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object culture living godless i can't even call it we in the last days babylon is falling don't kill the messenger i can't mess with your points got a plethora this life will keep on testing you let's walk and get the best of you i'm trying to tell you bruh only around the shelf we say we're trying to get the rest speaking of you. out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus going to keep me covered like a canopy blood give me amnesty no i can't handle me not where i want to be but best believe i plan to be flesh wrestle against the spirit main event and slambery so i need them every day to daily weekly annually iron sharp as iron so i'm strengthened by my brethren we may not meet down here but guaranteed the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in